one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, improvers. Welcome to this episode of Improve Me. Okay, quick shout out to South Africa and to South Korea, the latest countries to listen into the podcast. That's 23 countries. So awesome. Now, this episode might be the last episode of season one. I haven't actually decided at the time of recording, or I might just take a few weeks off to catch up with stuff that I've been neglecting in my own life. Um, or maybe both. Maybe I'll take a few weeks off and then just jump straight back into season two. I don't know, to be advised. Now, this is episode 20. What a vibe. I've learned a lot, hopefully you guys have learned a lot, and on top of that, this is actually quite exciting because this episode was a request from a listener, and a guy no less. So pretty stoked about that because, as I've mentioned before, men are far more reluctant to get into the whole self-help, self-improvement kind of deal, and we guys could really learn a thing or two from the girls who seem much more motivated to improve, and seem far more likely to recognize that they can do better too. I'm speaking in general terms, of course, but I think most people would acknowledge that guys are more likely to, you know, stuff things down deep inside rather than dealing with them in any kind of direct way. And that's a big motivation for me to do the podcast. I, I just love the idea that people are improving their lives based on stuff that they've learned here on the podcast. And we should also recognize that when we improve, the lives of people around us improve too. People notice this stuff and you know, and, and that could motivate them to be better for themselves or for their partners, their children, workmates, friends, literally everyone whose lives cross over into ours. You'll also be more likely recognized at work, which is obviously good career-wise or pay-wise, and you'll come across as a more desirable person today. Now, getting back to the podcast, I get all sorts of statistics about the podcast, um, when and, and where globally people are listening, and I'm an absolute sucker for stats. I've always been pretty good with numbers, and I can actually enjoy going through page after page of stats. Some people would rather, you know, stick hot needles in their eyes. Having said that, the one statistic I don't get is the male-to-female ratio of listeners. I would assume, based on what I've said earlier, that the podcast would be probably, you know, 90% female listeners, and... You know, having said that, I'm still hopeful that simply because I am a guy, I'd like to think that I'm bumping up the number of male listeners too. One thing I've done personally to improve in the last few years is that I try really hard not to live my life with regret. In the past, for example, I'd get nervous about asking out a woman that I was interested in, and that could result in me not asking her out at all. 
Now, if I meet a woman that I'd like to get to know better, I don't arm and ar about it, I just ask her out. If I get shot down, who cares? It genuinely doesn't bother me. What would bother me now is if I found out a year later that she would have said yes when I asked her out, but now she's unavailable. I've decided that I'm not going to be lying on my deathbed one day thinking about all the stuff that I could have done, but didn't have the guts to try for fear of failing. The eyes I look through today are very different from the eyes I looked through, say, 10 years ago, metaphorically speaking, of course. I think one of the worst things we do as humans is hold back because we don't like the idea of things not going well. And, you know, asking out a woman, as an example, I mean, I imagine the best case scenario, which would obviously be that she says, yes, I'd love to get to know you better. Let's go out on a date. Perfect. But what's the worst case scenario? She says no and is rude and or mean. But I can actually see a positive there if that were to happen. Because if she was mean or rude when I asked her out, I've obviously dodged a bullet because she would definitely not be the kind of woman I'd be interested in dating. Okay, now I've gone off on a bit of a tangent, so I'll just rein in a bit and we'll get back to the podcast for today. The request for this episode is on cognitive dissonance. And a very brief background. A psychologist named Leo Festinger came up with the concept in 1957 and he published a book called A Theory of Cognitive Dissonance. Now, Festinger proposed that two ideas can either be consonant or dissonant. Consonant ideas logically flow from one another, while dissonant ideas oppose each other. Cognitive dissonance was first investigated by Leon Festinger arising out of a participant observation study of a cult which actually believed that the Earth was going to be destroyed by a flood and you know, and, and also what happened to its members. He was particularly interested in the people, you know, the really committed ones who had given up their homes and jobs to work for the cult, you know, when the flood didn't happen. So while the fringe members were more inclined to recognise that they'd made fools of themselves and put it down to like a learning experience, the really committed members were more likely to reinterpret the evidence to show that they were right all along and the earth wasn't destroyed because of the cult members' faith. Wow. Okay, so what is cognitive dissonance? Cognitive dissonance is the discomfort a person feels when their behavior does not align with their values or beliefs. And it can also occur when a person holds two contradictory beliefs at the same time. Cognitive dissonance is not a disease or an illness. It's a psychological phenomenon that can happen to anyone. And cognitive dissonance occurs when a person holds two related but contradictory cognitions or thoughts. For example, a person who wishes to protect other people and who also believes that, you know, say the COVID-19 pandemic is real might wear a mask in public. This is consonance. If that same person believed that COVID-19 pandemic was real but refused to wear a mask, their values and behaviours would contradict each other. And this is called dissonance. The dissonance between two contradictory ideas or between an idea and a behaviour, that creates discomfort. And Festinger argued that cognitive dissonance is more intense when a person holds many dissonant views, which are also important to them. So what are the signs of cognitive dissonance? It, it's not possible to observe dissonance as it's like it's an internal thing that people feel. As such, there is no set of external signs that can reliably indicate a person is experiencing cognitive dissonance. Having said that, Festinger believed that all people are motivated to avoid or resolve cognitive dissonance due to the discomfort that it does cause. This can prompt people to adopt you know, certain defense mechanisms when they have to confront it. And these 
defense mechanisms, they fall into like three categories. One of them is avoiding. And this involves avoiding or ignoring the dissonance. A person you know, might avoid people or situations that, the, that remind them of it, discourage people from talking about it, or distract themselves from it entirely by consuming themselves with other tasks. The other defense mechanism is delegitimatizing, right? This involves undermining evidence of the dissonance. A person may do this by discrediting the person, the group, or situation that highlighted the dissonance. For example, they might say that it's an untrustworthy or biased source. And the other thing would be limiting impact. And this involves limiting the discomfort of cognitive dissonance by belittling its importance. And a person might do this by claiming the behavior is rare or it's a one-off thing, or by providing rational arguments to convince themselves or others, that that behavior is okay. Now, alternatively, people might take steps to try and resolve the inconsistency. It is possible to resolve cognitive dissonance by either changing your behavior or changing your beliefs so that they're more consistent with each other. And examples of cognitive dissonance would be smoking. Many people smoke even though they know that it's harmful to their health. And the magnitude of the dissonance will be higher in people who highly value their health. Another one would be eating meat. Some people who view themselves as animal lovers eat meat and they might feel discomfort when they think about where that meat came from. Doing household chores. A male might believe in equality of the sexes but then consciously or even unconsciously expect their female partner to do most of their household labor or child rearing. And supporting, you know, like fast fashion. A person might be aware of the effects of fast fashion on the environment and, and workers, but still purchase cheap clothes from companies that engage in those harmful practices. Anyone can experience cognitive dissonance, and sometimes it is just unavoidable. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. People are not always able to behave in a way that matches their beliefs. Some factors that can cause cognitive dissonance include forced compliance. A person may have to do things they disagree with as part of a job, to avoid bullying or abuse, or to follow the law. Decision making. Everyone has limited choices. When a person must make a decision among several options they don't like or don't agree with, you know, or they only have one viable option, they may experience cognitive dissonance. And effort. People tend to value things they work hard for, and you know, they, they, they tend to value these things quite highly, even if those things might contradict a person's values. This might be because viewing something negatively after putting in a lot of hard work would cause more dissonance. So people are more likely to view difficult tasks positively, even if they don't morally agree with them. And of course, another factor that can create cognitive dissonance is addiction. A person might not want to engage in dissonant behavior, but addiction can make it feel physically and mentally difficult to bring that behavior into alignment with their values. So what are the effects of cognitive dissonance? Well, it can affect people in a wide range of ways. The effects might relate to the discomfort or the dissonance itself or the defense mechanisms a person adopts to deal with it. The internal discomfort and tension of cognitive dissonance could contribute to stress and or unhappiness. People who experience dissonance but have no way to resolve it may also feel powerless or guilty. And avoiding or delegitimizing and Limiting the impact of cognitive dissonance may result in a person not acknowledging their behavior and therefore not taking steps to resolve the dissonance. In some cases, this could cause harm to themselves or others. However, cognitive dissonance can also be a tool for personal and social change. Drawing a person's attention to the dissonance between their behavior and their values may increase their awareness of the consistency and empower them to act. For example, a 2019 study notes that dissonance-based interventions may be helpful for people with eating disorders. This approach works by encouraging patients to say things or or to role-play behaviours that contradict their beliefs about food and body image. This creates dissonance. The theory behind this approach is that in order to resolve the dissonance, a person's implicit beliefs about their body and thinness will change, reducing their desire to limit their food intake. Now, the study found that this intervention was effective for heterosexual women, but less effective for non-heterosexual women for reasons that are still unclear. I'm, I'm not even sure why that's relevant or even why it was published or, or why it was even noticed to begin with, but it was and for some reason became part of the findings. So the most effective way to resolve cognitive dissonance is for a person to ensure that their actions are consistent with their values or vice versa. And a person can achieve this by one, changing their actions, and, and this involves changing behavior so that it matches your beliefs. Where a, where a full change isn't possible, a person could make compromises. 
For instance, a person who cares about the environment but works for a polluting company might recommend some greener changes at work or at least advocate for change, assuming you know, they can't leave that job. Now they can you know, change their thoughts or recognizing that they've already changed. If a person often believes in a way that contradicts their beliefs, they might come to question how important that belief is or find that it's no longer relevant because when they analyze it, they don't really believe it anymore. And alternatively, they might add new beliefs that bring their actions more closely in line with their way of thinking. Now, changing their perception of the action. If a person can't or doesn't want to change their behavior or beliefs that cause dissonance, they might view the behavior differently instead. For example, a person who can't afford to buy from sustainable brands might forgive themselves for this and acknowledge that they're doing the best they can. You can seek help. Cognitive dissonance is not a mental health condition and a person doesn't necessarily need treatment for it. However, if a person finds that they have difficulty stopping a behavior or thinking pattern that's causing them distress, they can seek support from a doctor or therapist. And you know, you might want to consider this if you know you have some sort of addiction or the behavior causes problems at work or at school or in relationships, if it's causing you to feel stress or anxious, or even if you feel overwhelming guilt or shame. So in conclusion, cognitive dissonance occurs when a person's behavior and beliefs don't complement each other or when they have two contradictory beliefs. It causes a feeling of discomfort that motivates people to try to feel better. People might do this with you know, like an internal defense mechanism such as avoidance. And alternatively, they could reduce cognitive dissonance by being mindful of their values and pursuing opportunities to live those values. A person who feels defensive or unhappy might consider that cognitive dissonance could be playing a role in these feelings. And if, you know, if they're a part of a wider problem that's causing distress, people may benefit from speaking to a therapist, which I would always support and always recommend. So that's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you got some value out of it. And hopefully you can continue applying some of these techniques to be happier and to feel better about yourselves. Thanks for listening to the end. The support I'm getting from you guys is amazing. I love the emails from people who are employing some of the practices I've spoken about in previous episodes. And I also want to reiterate that all emails are totally confidential. I don't share them with anyone and I never would talk about them in episodes unless you specifically say it's okay to do so. But even then, my default response would always be to keep your identity totally confidential. Please continue rating. That helps push the podcast higher up the list and it also makes it more easily found. And of course, I can't say this enough. Share an episode link with your friends, your family, your classmates, your co-workers, anyone you know. If you think they could benefit from the information or even if you think that they might just be interested in this week's topic. If you have a podcast buddy, you might find that the improvements you're trying to make towards an improved life are easier with someone that's on the same journey as you. And of course, you can email me at any time if you have any episode suggestions or if you just want to say hello or even if you want to tell me what I could be doing better. Happy to hear it, positive, negative, whatever. The podcast email address is improvemepodcast at outlook.com. And as always, try to imitate my blood type and be positive. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now, because we live in a litigious world where some people refuse to take responsibility for their own actions and are always looking for someone else to blame, I'm forced to remind you that this podcast is for knowledge and entertainment purposes only. Always consult a qualified professional before taking any health, psychological, pharmaceutical, mental or physical advice. Never rely on information from a podcast.